my brothers and sisters in Christ, and thank you for tuning in to Saved and Single, Prepare for Godly Love. Today we're going to talk about praying in the name of Jesus. Now it is very important that when we pray, we do not have our prayers going and darting off into diverse places, because the Bible tells us that there is spiritual wickedness in high places. So we want to make sure that we direct our prayers to Christ by praying in the name of Jesus. Now I have several scriptures that I would like to share with you. But first I want to share a story about a man who testified in church when I was about 20 years old, 20 plus, close to 30 maybe. He testified about being a minister, going through seminary school and starting his own church. How he began to pray and what happened when he was not praying in the name of Jesus. Okay, we're going to call him Marcus. Minister Marcus. Okay, Minister Marcus went through seminary school. He got his certification to be a minister. And then he decided to open a church over on Seminary Avenue in the Oakland Hills. So he opened that church. And he began to have prayer in his church. And he said that he was praying, you know, and he would seek God, but he was not praying in the name of Jesus. So Minister Marcus saw a vision on the wall one day when he was praying. And when he saw that vision, he said the next thing you knew, he was in downtown Oakland at some building. And when he walked into the building, he saw two guys standing there. And they said, oh, you must be here to see Bubba. And so they pointed him into the direction of a room. And when he went into that room, he saw the vision that he had saw on the wall in the church when he was praying. But remember, he was not praying in the name of Jesus. So he said the next thing he knew, he was over in another country, standing in line, waiting to see this Bubba. You know, just someone that appeared in his thoughts when he was praying because he was not praying in the name of Jesus. So he said there were celebrities in the line like Felicia Rashad and a bunch of other people. He didn't give significant detailed information, but he did fast forward through the story to share about how he ended up in this line to see this God that he had that had caught his prayers because he wasn't praying in the name of Jesus and how he went up there and he saw this idol God or whatever he was pretend God and the the God hugged him and when he hugged him he was immediately filled with demons unbeknownst to him he later found that out so he was able to fulfill his dreams and prosper under conditions because He was not praying in the name of Jesus and he ended up being in a world that he never imagined he would be in because he was not honoring Jesus in his prayers. So he said that when he did realize what was going on and that he did not have Christ as the head of his life and that he was worshiping an idol God, he wanted to call on the name of Jesus and make things right. But every time he called on the name of Jesus, he was thrown up in the air or he would fly across the room and that was because he was embedded with demons from that hug that he received from that pretend God or that demonic God whatever it was so um, he, he ended up 
having to pray with someone who was filled with the Holy Spirit, which we all should be. But this woman had the power of God embedded deep within her. She was my pastor. And so he met with and prayed with Pastor May every day until he received the deliverance that he needed from God. In sharing Minister Marcus's testimony, I ask you today, at what cost do we pray without honoring Jesus? Jesus gave his life for us. He actually created his life. God made his word flesh. Then he gave his life. He lived here on earth, left the peace of heaven and came here on earth, lived for 31 years and died on the cross for our sins so that we could have a reconnection with God. So he's worthy to be honored. He's worthy to be praised. And we must pray in the name of Jesus. Now, as I'm talking here, I don't want you to get confused and think that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are three different beings. They are God in three personalities, living, breathing beings, one God eternally existent in three persons. So we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I did say I had scriptures that I wanted to share with you. Let's get to those scriptures. So John 14 and 13 says, Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. John 14 and 14 says, If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Of course we have to have faith when we're asking. You ask God for something, ask without doubt. Matthew 21 and 22 says, And all things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. John 16, 23 to 24 says, Until now you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive, so that your joy may be made full. In that day you will not question me about anything, truly, Truly, I say to you, if you ask the Father for anything in my name, he will give it to you. 1 John 5 and 14 says, This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. John 15 and 16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. John 20 and 31 reads, but these have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. John 15 and seven reads, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Colossians 3 and 17 reads, Whatever you do, in word and deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Mark 11 and 24 reads, Therefore I say to you, all things of which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, and they will be granted you. 1 Corinthians 1 and 2 reads, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who have been sanctified in Christ, saints by calling, with all who in every place call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
their Lord and ours. John 14 and 6 reads, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Romans 8 and 32 reads, He who did not spare his own son but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Matthew 7, 22 through 23 reads, Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye who practice lawlessness. Acts 4 and 12 reads, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. In reading the last 15 scriptures, we should understand that it is absolutely essential that when we pray, we pray in the name of Jesus. But that's not it. We also need to make sure that our lives are aligned with Christ so that our prayers can be heard. Now, if you read over in John 9 and 31, it says, Now we know that God hears not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. That's John 9 and 31. Now let's go over to the book of Isaiah and take a look. Isaiah 59 verses 1 and 2 reads, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, neither his ear heavy that he cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear you. Now he cannot, but he will not hear you. The Lord makes it plain in this text that we cannot just live any type of lifestyle that we choose and have an open communication with Christ. We have to live according to the word of God. We have to remember that God is a holy God, a righteous God, far above sin, and that his thoughts are not our thoughts, and his ways are not our ways. You must be saved. You must have asked God to forgive you from your sins, and you must be living a holy and righteous life. Now, none of us are perfect, but you have to be doing your best for God. You can't be wishy-washy with Christ. You have to be adamant about living according to God's word in order to have that direct communication with him. You have to have a repentant heart. A repentant heart means that you, you're sorry for your sins. You regret living a life of sin. You realize that God is the savior and that he is the only way that you can live a full and complete life. And you ask him for forgiveness. You accept him into your life. You receive him into your heart as your Lord and your personal savior. Salvation is accepting him and receiving him into your heart and over your life as your Lord and personal savior. And so, yes, God will give you what you ask for if the lines are clear, if you're not committing sin, if you're living a life of salvation, and if you believe. The more I talk, the more I feel like I'm making it sound complicated to be saved or to live a saved life. But it's very simple. It's simply knowing that God's real and following his word. It's really that simple. Because believing is having faith and having faith is following through with instruction that he's given us. 
Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So yes, we have to have faith in God and faith in his word, which the two are both one because Jesus is the word of God made flesh. So yes, we have to have faith in God and we have to believe in his word and follow it. The door of salvation is always open. God never closes that door. So you can always ask God to forgive you for your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Now let's do that for the listeners who need to receive Christ in your life as your Lord and personal Savior. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive me from all of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Wash me in your blood. I believe you died on the cross for all of my sins, that you were buried, and on the third day, God the Father raised you from the dead. And right now, Lord Jesus, I open the door to my heart, and I receive you into my heart as my Lord and my personal Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Now, according to the word you just prayed, you have now received Christ into your life as your Lord and personal Savior. Now, I'll ask you, where is the Lord Jesus in your life right now since you've prayed that prayer? Did you say he's in your heart? Because that's where you asked him to come in. Now and henceforth, if you've actually believed and meant the words that you've just prayed from your heart, you now have an open communication with Christ. And I suggest that you talk with Christ, that you pray in the name of Jesus and ask God to lead you and guide you throughout the rest of your life. I suggest that you find a good church to go to I'm a part of the Church of God in Christ, and you can Google the Church of God in Christ for your area and perhaps find a good church. And then also, I suggest that you really start reading the Word of God, studying His Word. Go to Bible study so that you don't have a misunderstanding of God's Word. Always remember when you pray, to pray in the name of Jesus. There is power in His name. All right, that's my time. Thank you for tuning in today. And don't forget to stop by the website, savedandsingle.net. That's S-A-V-E-D-A-N-D-S-I-N-G-O-E.net. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can receive a notification every time we post. I love you, and there's not a thing you can do about it.